New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with come us. Read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. If we all just come together, there's no limit for there's us. No limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Welcome to the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We can find that book by going to the website www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You'll find that link in the description above or below. In today's episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club, we continue along in our journey into the book, What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis P. Kimbrough. What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. Today's passage, Can't Touch This, is the title, and here is our uh, quote of the day. It comes from Malcolm X. I'm sorry, Betty Shabazz, the educator widow of Malcolm X. She says this, wake up. The hour has come to be more responsible. Change this world by starting with yourself. The world is not going to change until you change. Wake up. The hour has come to be more responsible. I, I, I'm going to tell you. Uh, right off the bat, this is just hitting me slap upside the head. You know, uh, the hour has come to be more responsible. I, I don't even know if we didn't even go further in our discussion here today. Uh, I, I mean, how many of us would be honest and say, you know what? The hour has come for me to be more responsible. Matter of fact, uh, just for myself, I was just thinking about it this morning. If I came on and, and some stuff happened this morning, I'm like, man, you know, this is this, this mental this mental game that, that 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 we play, and it's like, man, I got to get up, get out, and get something. It, it, the hour has come to be more responsible, and I consider myself to be a pretty, pretty responsible guy, but it's time to be even more responsible. Uh, change this world by starting with yourself. Uh, the world is not going to change until you change. So if you want your world to change, if I want my world to change, then it's incumbent upon me to change. And then guess what? As I change, the world, my world changes. Here's our passage of the day. Let's read. Uh, I received many letters from men and women across the nation who say they want to be successful but don't know how. Uh, they've tried following all sorts of involved principles, yet they only need one. The following story provided a clue. Uh, there's an African ritual that is used as a rite of passage for males bridging from youth to adulthood. 
The young boys of the village are instructed to find the most valuable thing in the world and to return to show it to the elders. One young enthusiast raced for a snow-capped mountains of Mount Kilimanjaro, which fascinated him immensely. He climbed higher and higher up through the hinterland to experience the feel of snow for the first time. There, among the clouds and frozen turf, he plunged his hand into the stinging coldness and clutched a handful of snow in its marvelous purity. With his hand held tightly closed, he raced back to the village. The villagers were assembled as the elders inspected the eye-catching treasures the other youths had discovered. Jewels, silks, and various wonders of nature. Suddenly, the young boy broke into their, into their midst. What have you brought us? They asked excitedly. See, he cried triumphantly as he opened his hand, but his hand was empty. The villagers saw nothing. Only the young boy knew the meaning of what had happened. The most valuable thing in the world, he said, cannot be held by the human hand. It's an idea. Now, the most valuable thing in the world cannot be held by a human hand. The most valuable thing in the world is an idea. Everybody put in the comments on idea. The most valuable thing in the world is an idea. Let me ask you guys this. How did you feel the last time you were sparked with a new idea? And not only how did you feel about the idea, how did it feel when you actually started to work or to execute or to manifest that idea? To make that idea turn from what it was in your head into what it is in a tangible world. How did that feel? It's something about having and also executing a new idea. Matter of fact, I got a new idea for some for some new sprays. And I'm like, man, it's like, man, this is a great idea. And I'm going to work on it and, and, and manifest it and make it become reality for some new fragrances. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. How many of you are spark? You, 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 feel a, you feel some sense of, of meaning when you have new ideas. On the other hand, how does it feel when ideas aren't flowing in your life? Uh, when it seems like, ah, uh, this is the same thing I did yesterday. No, there's no newness, no freshness that's coming into your psyche. Uh, the most valuable thing in the world is an idea. Here's our affirmation of the day. Here's what you're allowed to take root into your subconscious, how you, uh, into your heart, by, and, and do you grow and cultivate it by repeating it over and over and over again. Repeat after me. Today, I will begin to list all my ideas and set a timetable for putting at least one into action. Today, I will begin to list all my ideas and set a timetable for putting at least one into action. Now, what it says, billionaires, kings and queens, is that even after I list them, now I have to say, okay, this one specific one, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to get this one done. I'm going to complete this. Or we're going to get this thing started by when? Setting a timetable for putting at least one into action. Let's do it one more time, people, for the people in the back, for the people in the way back. Repeat after me. And this time, say it with some conviction. 
today. I will begin to list all my ideas and set a timetable for putting at least one into action. Can't touch this. July 23rd, our daily devotion out of Daily Motivations for African American Success by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. Daily Motivations for African American Success by Mr. Ken Dennis Kimbrough. Now we're going to get into the meat of our, uh, our, our discussion today as we are moving into another book by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough, What Makes the Great Great. What Makes the Great Great. And we are into uh, Lesson 4.4, I guess you can say, uh, as we're talking about um, this, this greatest asset, uh, which is integrity. And we're going through the section called What Do You Value Most? Now, this is actually a uh, you know, something to do. And so are we talking about the list right now, the list of our ideas, which I'm going to do. Matter of fact, BBC, we're going to actually do this tonight. We're going to go through and start to list our ideas. Um, now it's a, it's a list in, 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 in determining what you value most. And I'm going to do this uh, for myself today, but we'll go through it right now so you can kind of get an idea of what is in this book as well. What do you value most? A quick word from our sponsor. Now, if we have time, we'll go through another section as well. See how much we can get through in 30 minutes. What do you value most? Let's read. Perhaps now is a good time to ask. Where do you stand? What lies at the center of your life? What do you value most? What are your highest values? These questions and their answers play an important role in your personal development. All of us maintain some type of value system that is uniquely our own. As we seek to further understand our behavior and motivation, it is of great importance to clarify our values. Values may, de be, def may be defined as the standards of desirability by which the individual chooses between alternative behaviors. Values have been defined as something regarded as desirable, worthy, or right. Values are not attitudes, but are standards by which attitudes are formed. Values are not behavior traits, nor are they needs. A need is a lack of something desirable, but a value is highly regarded. Research has indicated 20 basic values that are important in varying degrees throughout society. Those who know their values and live by them make, mark, make their mark on the world. In any serious study of achievement, the merit of such values becomes obvious. These values are proven, enduring, guidelines for human conduct. All values govern personal effectiveness. People may argue about how they are to be defined, interpreted, and applied in real life situations, but they generally agree about their intrinsic worth. Values surface time and again, and the degree to which we recognize and live in harmony with them moves us towards success and survival. 
To make sure your philosophy of personal achievement is firmly grounded, it's important to have an inviolable set of ethical standards. Such firm guidelines not only provide the ethical framework within which you live your life, but also help to make you make difficult decisions. A behavior either needs your standards or it doesn't. Below are society's most commonly cited values as defined by W. Clement and Jesse V. Stone Foundation. Here are some lists. Achievement. Achievement is to accomplish, win, or attain, or do successfully. That's a value. Another value. Compassion. A pity with the desire to help. Uh, another value. Courage. A quality of spirit that enables one to face danger. Another value. Creativity. Having the power or ability to create, to cause to come to existence. Another value. Faith. Belief without need or certain proof. Confidence in or dependence on a person or thing as trustworthy. Another value. Health. Freedom from defect or disease. Another value, honesty, fairness or straightforwardness of conduct, integrity, uprightness of character. Another value, justice, the quality of being impartial or fair, righteousness, conformity to truth, fact or reason. Another value, knowledge. A result or product of knowing, information, or understanding acquired through experience, learning, erudition. Another value. Loyalty. Fidelity, allegiance, the state, quality, or fact of being loyal. Another value. Morality. Virtuous conduct. A system of principles of right and wrong conduct. A code of ethics. Another value. Physical appearance. Concern for the beauty of one's own body. Another value. Pleasure. An agreeable or delightful sensation. Enjoyment. One's preference or choice. Another value. Power. Ability to act. Uh, capability. Potential capacity. Possession of control, authority, or influence over others. Another value. Recognition. Acknowledgement of a fact or claim made to feel significant and important. Another value. Responsibility. The state of being accountable, answerable legally or morally for the discharge of a duty, trust, or debt. Another value. Self-discipline. To train to obedience or subjection. A system or rules or method of practice. Another value. Wealth. Affluence. Abundance of valuable material possessions or resources. Another value. Wisdom. Knowledge, learning, practical judgment, insight, common sense.
Another value. Work. Continued exertion directed to some end. Labor, toil, a feat or deed. And I believe this is 20. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yes. Yeah, so that's 20 values defined by the W. Clement Stone. If you don't know who W. Clement Stone is, you definitely want to look up him. He was one of the wealthiest people in America. And he's saying, hey, here are 20 values. And he's saying, hey, go through and list by the uh, by importance which values are most important to you, right? Which values are most important? And I've seen some that just stuck out. So I'm going to go through and do this for myself. So what do you stand for? What do you believe is an unchanging principle or unchanging principle? What are the things that you will do or will not do in pursuit of your goals? Goal attainment begins by defining your core values. Your basic values, in turn, become the foundation upon which you can build and define your life. Your choice of the values that you will live by is one of the most important things that you will ever undertake. Now, I don't know about you billionaires, but... Man, I'm thinking to myself, W. Clement Stone put this thing together. I don't know when it was, probably early 50s or something like that. And it's been part of the W. Clement Stone Foundation. And I'm just saying to myself, where was this uh, as far as character building, as far as development is concerned uh, for me when I was growing up, when I was in, in middle, elementary, middle school, or high school? To, to go through and go through, you know, developing the person uh, using school as an example versus versus just teaching me some type of curriculum. Man, how valuable would it be to, to go through something like this to, 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 to define your value system before you you know head off to college or something like that? I, I'm thinking I'm gonna put something together to to do that. Because I'm the big I'm a big believer, like don't just don't just say what if and what could be and all that good stuff, but no. Uh, you know, let's put something together where we can where we can reach out and go through this. What do you value most? A value system for our for our youth. I think that'll be a good thing. I'm gonna, I'll work on that. So, a value once chosen is carved in stone. You you cannot practice a value only when it's convenient. When you choose and commit yourself to a value, you are making a firm decision to live by that value without compromise. No matter the circumstances, no matter the temptations, once you've selected your core values, usually three or four, you can then organize the remainder in order of importance from the most important to the least important. Think of examples where you have been able to put these values into practice. Not only are your values important, but so is their order. Each higher order value will take precedence over any lower order value. For example, if your three basic values in order are wealth, responsibility, and self-discipline, then you will sacrifice responsibility and self-discipline to wealth. And you will sacrifice self-discipline to wealth and responsibility. In my research, I've discovered that high-achieving men and women succeed in part because they've established clearly articulated Values. Many have selected honesty and morality as the basic operating values to govern their personal and business lives. Let's let me read these values again. And again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the, do my homework today 
of the 20 values and rank them of, 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 of most important to least important for me uh, in order. So we have achievement, compassion, courage. What's going on, Mr. Daniels? Creativity, faith, health, honesty, justice, knowledge, loyalty, morality, physical appearance, pleasure, power, recognition, responsibility, self-discipline, wealth, wisdom, and work. What values are most important to you? So it's a list of 20 and I would, uh, you know, uh, say to you, you know, re, 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 uh, listen to this recording again and get those and maybe make your own list of of, of these uh, values. Again, W. Clement Stone, one of the richest people ever uh, in American history, uh, went through this. He was he was he worked with Napoleon Hill, by the way, and obviously Dr. Dennis Kimbrough uh, to really try to help people with personal development, which is the reason why we're reading this book. And I, I find this very fascinating uh, asking, what do you value most? Out of those, uh, for those that are watching us live here today, uh, in the comments below, of those values that we just mentioned, over 20 of them, which one do you value most? Might want to put that in the comments below or put it in your into your notes. What do you value most? I, I would venture to say for me, I would say wisdom is probably what I value the most out of these. And it's kind of hard because, I mean, essentially you want to say I value them all, right? But the reality is, uh, some of them take precedence or take priority over others for you. And you can tell also what you really value by the fruits that you get in your life. Uh, see, uh, because I value wisdom, this is why I have, I'm have. i running a book club. I value wisdom. And I'd imagine uh, that you kind of value wisdom as well or self-development or self-responsibility of some sort because you're here tuning in. And for those that might listen, you you value something that comes out of this. So it shows kind of your actions. You, you can't say like, for example, you can't say, well, I value my health, right? But then you never work out and you always eat bad. Like that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to be honest with you. You got to be honest with yourself. And I keep, I say that a lot to people. I say at some point in your life, you, you, you realize I got to be honest with myself uh, and, and really look at, okay, well, if you say you value this, does it really show in your life, or is this, or is it just lip service? So um, that's that's my that's my homework for myself, and I recommend that you do the same. So you can really take a list and say, you know, yeah, this is really what I value most. A quick word from our sponsor. Don't just buy black, decorate black. ERGJ Black Bazaar is the Afrocentric marketplace, and we specialize in urban home decor. Anything from shower sets to wall tapestries to duvet cover sets, you can decorate your entire home with original black art-inspired gifts. Check us out at www.ERGJBlackBazaar.com, www.ERGJBlackBazaar.com. ERGJ Black Bazaar, the Afrocentric marketplace. We make group economics easy. 
Our problems are not insurmountable. There are many problems facing black America. A teenage pregnancies, a, a soaring divorce rate, a declining number of college students, a, a growing number of black males within the penal system, chronic unemployment, and expanding underclass, and yes, the residual effects of racism. Moreover, within one generation, the social fabric of the black family unit, which has survived middle passage, slavery, reconstruction, Jim Crow laws, and segregation, has ventured precariously close to dissemination. Far too many of our children grow up in a world torn by violence, destroyed by poverty, decimated by despair, and devastated by insensitivity. Many social programs have answered the call for more government involvement. Typically, both political parties have spent enormous energy blaming each other and pointing their collective fingers at a host of external factors. But the underlying cause of the ills facing black America have nothing to do with external factors. The root cause and solution can be found in the heart and soul of black America itself. A nation of children without fathers is not going to outcompete Japan or Western Europe. A nation unable to distinguish between right and wrong won't raise our standard of living. A nation of moral misfits, which will eventually become a nation of economic misfits. If we possess a hefty purse and a lean heart, broad estates and a narrow understanding, what will we gain? What a dreadful sight to see. An old man who has spent his entire life getting, getting instead of growing. The spiritual and material riches of a people. I'm sorry, the spiritual and moral well-being of a people is forever linked to the spiritual and material riches of a people. Clearly. Clearly. What is needed at this hour is the one quality that is greater than wealth. The one trait that would make anyone rich beyond his or her means. The one virtue that is above all others. Try as we might to stifle the voice of the mysterious angel within. She always says yes to right actions and no to wrong ones. The power of character lies within the soul of its people. Oh, I, oh, Lord, let me, what am I highlight at? The power of character lies within the soul of its people. True strikes a common core that can be felt throughout the universe. A book or a work of art puts us in the mood or trains uh, or train of thought to the person who produced it. Is Billie Holiday dead? Ask the thousands of struggling young artists who sing her songs and mimic her style in jazz clubs the world over. Colin Powell read of the Buffalo Soldiers who only once before he, their story inspired his entire life. John Rogers, the black financial whiz kid of the 1980s, was inspired to his glory by the success of his idol, John H. Johnson. Mae Jemison was about to complete high school when she caught wind of the exploits of Benjamin Banneker 
And from that day forward, she was branded with ambition. During the darkest period of slavery, Nat Turner. His name was the watchword of the Deep South. While the conscience of many a slave echoed the words of Washington and Jefferson and Lincoln, subconsciously each slave spoke Turner, thought Turner, and prayed Turner. What heart and soul doesn't enshrine the power of character? What heart and soul doesn't enshrine the power of character? This is the wonderful, beautiful thing about book reading uh, is that you can lean on the shoulders of giants. One of, the, one of the main reasons why I wrote the book that I wrote is I realized, man, for people just to get a glimpse and a hold of some of these individuals, it could inspire. It could inspire them. It could. It could move them with ambition. It could take them from where they are, or help to take them from where they are to where they ultimately will be, which is something great. Just to be inspired by the stories of others. Our problems are not insurmountable. Everybody, so I can solve my problems. It's important for you to understand that. That yes, you there, there you're gonna always have some. You might always in your life have some type of problem that's going on, but the beautiful, wonderful thing is that you can actually solve your own problems. You can find a solution by asking, seeking, and knocking, and receiving. I think one of the biggest things though is that people see these problems in their life, and I I think in their in their subconscious mind they know that they can solve them. But having the courage to actually execute or work on the solution, I, I, it's, I think it's a bit of laziness. It's a bit of fear, a bit of laziness, and maybe some other things as well uh, that stops people from actually going through the motions, uh, taking action to solve the problems that they see in their life. Like I have a problem that's coming up. I see it coming and I'm like, man, I got to do something about this. I mean, because I don't want the problem to get bigger. I don't want it to exacerbate. I don't want it to grow larger than it needs to be. I mean, it's a small, teeny, small type of problem right now. But if I don't do something, if I don't go ahead and start solving the small little crack, it becomes a wide dam in my life. You can solve your own problems. It, it requires, it really requires going to work. It requires some labor, some effort. I mean, if you got a money problem, for example, you can solve that money problem. It's called going to work. And, and, and I mean, so just to sit and look at everybody else working and you not working is not going to help you solve that, that, that money problem that you might have. Now, it's all different types of work, by the way, that always have to require a hard labor, so to speak. But it does require some effort. It does require some energy. It does require putting your effort out. The, the good book tells that in all labor there is profit. But what we find is that most people are not laboring or working, or putting in the effort. Whether that be that you, I don't know, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, so many different things that that we would consider work. But you know what some, most people are doing? Many people are, are exchanging work for play, and they play all day, they work very little, and then they look at their paycheck or they look at their income, and they be like, well, wait a second, something ain't right. Well, yeah, something ain't right. You, you, you didn't realize that it didn't say in all play that there is a profit. It says in all labor there is profit. So you've been working hard playing instead of working hard working. 
Could that be the solution to that income problem that you might have? How hard are you willing to work on your idea? How hard are you willing to work on your ideas? He knows the answer. We'll do this one last section. We're having a good time this morning. I want to keep going. He knows the answers. John Thompson knows that's the secret of his success. Even as he strides along the sidelines of a Georgetown University basketball game with his trademark white towel draped over his right shoulder, his six foot 10 inch frame dwarfing players and fans, Coach Thompson is always in the game. Challenging an official, benching a player, or encouraging and hugging another. He knows what he wants and uses a deep sense of values to guide his life. Told that he couldn't make it in grade school, Thompson earned a degree in economics from Providence College before occupying a seat on the board of Nike. A black man from a poor neighborhood in segregated Washington, D.C., Thompson had one huge asset, his family. Though illiterate, his father woke up each morning at five to earn what he could. Despite her education, the only work Thompson's mother could find was house cleaning. Determined to give their son a better start in life, John's parents sent him to Catholic school. But hampered by poor vision that made it difficult for him to read, he fell behind. By the fifth grade, the frustrated nuns had decided that Thompson was a slow learner and asked him not to come back. Wow! His parents were not about to let someone else write off their son. A determined public school teacher got him glasses and made sure John caught up. His mother inspired him to meet his challenges head on and find a way to win. She gave him the following poem. You can do anything you think you can. It's all in the way you view it. It's all in the start you make, young man. You must feel that you're going to do it. You can have anything you want. Or you can do anything you can. It's all in the way you view it. It's all in the start you make, young man. You can feel, you must feel that you're going to do it. What's going on, Brenda? Uh, the book we're reading going through is What Makes the Great Great. What Makes the Great Great by Mr. Dennis P. Kimbrough. That's a wonderful poem for a mother to give her son, by the way. You can do anything you think you can. It's all in the way you view it. It's all in the start you make, young man. You must feel that you're going to do it. In 1980, every major college coach in America had his eye on one skinny seven-foot Jamaican-born center. With his electrifying play, coach after coach offered Patrick Ewing every inducement under the sun, but not Thompson. Instead of brandishing titles, money, or special perks, he allowed his mother's care to direct, to direct his actions. He told the high school senior, education is about, to, is about change. If you have the potential, it is my job to make you reach that potential. Ewing rose to the challenge with his coach's help. The basketball superstar now lectures others on the responsibility of reaching one's full potential through discipline and hard work in sports, business, or life. But the high-profile motivator is clearly at his best when coping with, with defeat. Anyone can rack up a win or two, 
but only the greatest can turn a devastating loss into an even greater victory. Anyone can rack up, rack up a win or two, but only the greatest can turn a devastating loss into an even greater victory. Yeah, I like that too, Brendan. Education is about change. Wow. For example, in 1983, Georgetown was clearly one of the best teams in the country. Ewing later to be perennial all-star of the New York Knicks was already becoming being compared to basketball immortals. Thompson put everything he had into the Georgetown Hoyas, who cruised through the early rounds of the NCAA tournament, playing the best basketball their coach had ever seen. The final game pitted Georgetown against the North Carolina University Tar Heels. Carolina had an awesome team featuring two future NBA Hall of Famers, Michael Jordan and James Worthy. The lead changed hands several times in the final minutes until, with only 17 seconds in the game, Jordan hit a jump shot that gave Carolina a 63-62 lead. Now the game, the season, and the championship were in the hands of Georgetown playmaking guard Fred Brown. In the heat of the moment, Brown made a terrible mistake. He inadvertently threw the ball to his opponent Worthy, giving North Carolina the crown. As millions watched in disbelief on television, all eyes turned to the crestfallen player and his coach. Some fans were incensed. Others were besides themselves. Jeers and taunts came from the stands. How could a player make such a mistake? People wondered. In the biggest game of the season, instead of throwing a tantrum as most Georgetown faithfuls wanted him to do, Thompson was forced to answer to a higher calling by displaying the one virtue that directs his soul. He wiped his brow, walked slowly over to the young man and hugged him. The gesture changed Brown's life. I was really down on myself, Brown told a reporter weeks later. Coach Thompson's actions made me realize that it wasn't the end of the world. Thanks to him, I'll never be the same. Still, the defeat was a terrible blow for Thompson, who wants to win but won't allow himself to be fooled by one triumph or disaster. The next season, 1984, was Ewing's last. For the third time in four years, Georgetown made it to the NCAA Finals, and this time they won easily, beating future all-star Hakeem Olajuwon's Houston Cougars, 84-75. As the final seconds ticked off, Thompson remembered that what had transpired a year before. In the waning moments, he walked over to Fred Brown and hugged him again. We've got it, baby. The coach explained, never give in or give up. The championship that eluded Thompson's grasp the previous year had been secured. Who is the greatest among you? Is it the man or woman who liberates you from your surroundings? Who unlocks the floodgates of your possibilities? Who, through character and tone, raises your consciousness and helps you to see circumstances in a broader light? These individuals of integrity are the conscience of a society. Small things become great when a great soul sees them. Oh, wow. Small things become great when a great soul sees them. Small things become great when a great soul sees them. Thank God for those men and women who would rather be right than rich. Thank God for the men and women who would rather be right than rich. Well, kings and queens, 
Would you rather be right over rich? See, rightness, righteousness is another word to say it. The, 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 the liking or the, the kind of being right over rich. See, some people do anything for money. Some people lie, still cheat for money. But not you. You'd rather be right than rich. Man, what about this story here, guys? Uh, talking about Coach Thompson, the legendary coach of Georgetown, as he's coaching, uh, you know, Patrick Ewing and the Georgetown Hoyas. Uh, a lot of us are maybe sports fanatics, so we can kind of we may either remember this time, or we can, can we really are grasping this in our in our imagination about what that looks like to go from defeat to then the next year going to victory. All about how he handled defeat. The uh, the only only the greatest can turn a devastating loss into an even greater victory. He knows the answer. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. And I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Get connected with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Check out the website at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. You can find that link in the description above or below. Make a decision to change the rest of your life. We'd ask that you would subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes to improve financial literacy within our community and ultimately to help us to build the School of Wealth, to build an institution that will teach the next generation about money. And your small monthly contribution can make all the difference. Well, say, well we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club. We want you to remember this, that it takes a village. And it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. And thank God that that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new it's the new Black Wall Street Book Club Street. with your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now, you ain't got to leave the computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. <laughs> yeah. New Black Wall Street.